I'm not going to, again, sit up here and talk about what we can do and what we hope to do and all that crap. I mean, I've been around good teams and I've been around bad, like bad teams, and we're very average right now because we don't do it every day. And so we'll see how good we can get if we start to do it every day. Jay's back with the vengeance at all the real Celtics fans in attendance. This is the truth like 34. It's like walking in the garden when you hear the roars. The crowd goes crazy. Most in-depth coverage on the daily, mainly. Podcast royalty, the content kings. When you talking about the franchise with 17 rings. Focus like Danny at the deadline. Global with it, got a local feel like the red line, the blue line, the green line. Play it in between time. I'ma throw my C's jersey on in the meantime and press play. When the F's done, I can't wait until the next day. Trying to stay in tune with the C's, that's the best way. Melly. Hey there, welcome back to the Locked On Celtics Podcast. Thank you for making this show part of your daily routine. Whatever it is that you're doing, wherever you're going, I'm glad you've taken this show with you, and hopefully I can brighten your day up a little bit. Although, after that loss to the Dallas Mavericks, 113-108 on Wednesday night, I'm not sure that this is going to be a very cheer-up kind of thing. You just heard Brad Stevens talking about the game, talking about his team, And they did not do well. They continue to not do well. And they may be out of time to figure out how to do well. I'm John Corrales. I'm the host of this Lockdown Celtics podcast. I'm here for you on a daily basis, Monday through Friday. So if you're a new listener, please subscribe. Get this show delivered directly to your device. And you're going to enjoy it, I hope, five days a week. I cover the Celtics for the Boston Sports Journal. And I have written a book called The Boston Celtics All-Time All-Stars, now available wherever books are sold. Join me for a book signing on April 29th. By the way, you can get a personalized book that way. In this show, uh, I'm not going to do the usual good, bad, and blah, blah, blah. That's another... I'm sick of blowing up the format, but got to do it for a game like this. This season is just trying trying to say the least. So you just heard Brad. I'm going to play more of Brad. I'm not going to play the whole thing because there were some questions that were a little odd, whatever, but I'm going to play the meat of it. And in the second segment, I will react to that. Uh, Basically, preview, this team is just soft. This is a soft team. It's a finesse team. It's just a team that's, you know, that's what they are. They're just a soft, finesse team that just wants everything to come easy and when it doesn't come easy they want to turn around and cry to the refs that's that's who they've been that's who they are they've been telling us that this is who they are and so that's what i'm going to talk about in segment two segment three a little bit more i guess of the specifics of what they can do hey this show is brought to you by locker room download the app and join me this week i'm going to do it on friday join me to get into the action locker room is changing the way we talk about Sports, follow me at John Corrales on Locker Room. Basically, it's like a sports talk radio where you can talk to me directly. So this was, you know, usual script. Celtics lose this game. Again, 113-108. They were down five after one. Not a big deal. They gave up 30 points in the first quarter. Not great, but still, five-point game. Not a big deal. Second quarter, Luka Doncic just goes berserk. Luca goes God mode. He's and and this is I I wrote this maybe a year ago on Mass Live when I was working at Mass Live, 
cut a lot of shit for that, but I said Jason Tatum's a star, Luka Doncic is a superstar. And I'll tell you what, still the same. Jason Tatum is a star player, high-level player in this league. Luka Doncic is a special, something different kind of player in this league. He's just on a different level. And that's how it is. Like, accept it. That Jason Tatum is not Luka Doncic. Can he get there? Maybe. But Luka's just, he's got that swagger, man. Luka, he goes out, he knows, sometimes it's not going to work. But this is the difference between the Celtics and everybody else. All the good teams that they're supposed to be. Jason Tatum, when things aren't going his way, cries cries a lot, lets it get to him. Luka Doncic, yeah, yeah, he'll complain to the refs, but he moves past it fast. Misses, air ball, not a big deal. I'll just hit that next shot. I'll just hit that next dagger. That's on display. When you hear Brad Stevens talking about this team doesn't move past things, and you're going to hear the whole thing in just a second, Look at these two players. The Celtics take on the personality of their best player, and Jason Tatum is very cool, unbothered, so what kind of player. But when he when things aren't going well on the court, it he's always complaining and not getting back. It's it's not he's he's not moving past plays. Luka Doncic just Next, the next thing, he moves to the next thing and he hits shots that are ridiculous and he kills you. He makes you double team him the second you step over half court. And sometimes he still hits shots. Like it's ridiculous what he does. And Jason Tatum's a good player. Jason Tatum can be the best player in the championship team. He can be, but he might need a little bit more help than Luka. And the Dallas Mavericks, sure. Are, 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 they've had their problems. They've been impacted by COVID too. And they're not exactly built to be a championship team right now. They've got work to do. But they're 25 and 21 in the West. Celtics are 23 and 25 in the East. That that team that's around Luka has, has good players. But Luka is special. Special. And we saw... The difference between them, again, in this game. The Celtics, as Luka was going nuts, were falling apart. Everything was falling apart. A big 12-minute rut. 12-minute plus. And they can't get past it anymore. The, maybe under normal circumstances, they could have gotten past it. But as this has progressed, they've just fallen deeper and deeper and deeper into the muck They finally woke up halfway through the third quarter when Kemba Walker started going. Kemba Walker hits a shot with about eight minutes or so to go in the third quarter. Starts a 5 of 10, 16-point barrage, I guess we can call it, from Kemba Walker. Then the Celtics start following Kemba Walker's lead. Kemba starts going off. Suddenly, the Celtics are good. And the Celtics win the second half by 14. So you lose the first half by 19, you win the second half by 14, you put this quote-unquote valiant comeback together, you lose by five. And that's the Celtics in a nutshell. Come out, be okay, get hit with some adversity, 
fall into the tank, then wake up, maybe coinciding with the other team saying, ah, we got this. They look dead. Celtics wake up, make it a make a run of it, and then lose. It's like a it's like a wrestling match where the guy who's supposed to win comes out, beats the crap out of the other guy. The other guy makes a comeback, but then the guy who's supposed to win wins at the end. It's the same script. Brad Stevens was very frustrated. You can hear the frustration in my voice. You could hear it in the frustration in everybody's voices after that game. Brad Stevens especially. This is for a guy who's as publicly composed as it gets. This is about as angry as Brad Stevens will be. And so I edited out non-relevant questions to what I'm talking about here. And I condensed it a little bit for time, so I I took out some of the silence, but I didn't change any of Brad Stevens' answers. Here's Brad Stevens' post-game on the frustrating uh, Boston Celtics. The most frustrating part is we we let adversity, you know, take us out of what we're doing for too long. So, you know, Luca goes on his run, and instead of coming back again, it was just like the other night, like come down. He just hit an impossible shot, you know, tip your cap, come down and be even more focused to get a great shot on offense. Right. Same thing. Um, It's just the same old story. It's like 12 minute droughts because we don't respond. And then we pick ourselves up and we've got um, a lot of, um, you know, we've got a big deficit and we play the way we're, you know, that teams can play down. Now that I'm not crazy enough to think you can always play that way because it's easy to play when you're down. Like the other teams got all the pressure in the world when they're up 23 with six minutes left in the third, you're just playing free, but we got to respond better in the middle of the game. And, you know, we're, we just haven't, it's a bottom line. And, and I just, you know, um, I feel bad that the, that the new guys are hearing this because they don't deserve it because they haven't been a part of it. Um, but it's been the same old script. Now, I think that, um, you know, you do have to say Dallas shot the heck out of the ball. Luca went on in an incredible run. So they deserve a lot of credit for that. Um, but not good enough from our side. John Corrales. I know this is a million dollar question, but you, you do this against every team now and, and you keep great, giving credit to other teams and, and they deserve it. But you guys are the constant. How, how do you change it? Is, is there a personnel thing? What is it in this team's personality that yeah. makes this keep happening? Well, again, we're, we just haven't responded to adversity in the middle of games well. You know, again, it's been a – sometimes it's at the start. Sometimes you rightfully noted it's been in the fourth. We've been great in the fourth the last couple of days because we've been down and we've been coming back. Um, here in the last couple, it's been in the middle. Um, and, you know, we just let go. And we can't do that. Now, that being said, John, I'd, I'd love to say, you know, try person. We're starting. This is the six different lineup we've started in the last six games just because of availability. Right. So I don't know how to try personnel until we have our personnel. That said, we have to figure some things out that um, we got to find some resolve quicker and um, capable of that. And I'm always going to give the other team credit because there's two teams out there playing basketball. I hope you don't take offense to that, but it is fair to them to give them credit. And they played a hell of a game and they took us out of it and they forced us, you know, because that's probably our reputation to not respond for 10 to 12 minutes. 
and that, you know, changed the game. And how much, how much of this falls on you to change what's happening in the middle, in those middle quarters? Yeah. I mean, I, I gotta, you know, we were just talking about it. Maybe I got to use every timeout. Maybe we got to shuffle sub. I don't know. I don't know for, but it's a team that I'm coaching. So it should all fall on me. Brian Robb. Hey Brad, I'm um, just going back to what you were talking about earlier with the, the script for you guys this season. You know, a lot of these guys were this, a lot of the core is here for this and you've seen them over the years respond to this stuff, you know, time and time again, like what's your faith that they're going to be, you guys are going to be able to turn the corner here on that front and kind of just, pull things together in the last 20, 25 games here? Well, I think as, as, a, as a coach, you should always, you know, not put a ceiling on your team and you should always have faith. That said, it's not, it's not you know, it's not time to dream about the future. It's time to do it now. You know, like we need to play better. We need to like show up and, and compete and every night with great urgency all the way through the game, regardless of what just happened. And so I don't really care about the future. And I don't really care about the first 48 games. Like, what are we going to do? And that's the question. That's, it's time to show up. It's time to, like, and play the way we did in the third and fourth quarter or the late third and early fourth and let the chips fall where they may after that. Final question, sorry, Coach, from Gary Washburn. Brad, um, I don't know if you've been asked this before, but the last week against Milwaukee, kind of the same thing. You allow 70 in the first half. You come all the way back and lose by two. What can you do differently to get your team to start better? Or is it up to them? Or do you have to start taking playing time away from guys when they're lackadaisical? Like, how do, how do you motivate your guys to play 48 of the 48, not 24? It's a, it's a really fair question. I said it to John earlier. Like, I'm not sure. You know, there's rotation questions that you can certainly pose. and But until we have – you know, like today, Rob, right out of the gate, not there. That's like throwing those guys into the fold today, throwing Mo Wagner into the start was not fair to Mo Wagner. But that said, I didn't think we started, you know, awful, Gary. Like I thought we did some good things early. We did miss some shots, but we were flying around. We were playing the right way. But when adversity hit, we, we nosedived. And so we've got to be better in that situation. So it's not, to me, as much about, the start, the end, it's about how are we going to play when it gets tough? Because it's always going to get tough. The players are too good. Like, those shots that Luca hit were ridiculous. I mean, there's nothing else we can say about those, right? So we have to move on. We have to be able to do that better than we have. And I do believe that we can, but I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to, again, sit up here and talk about what we can do and what we hope to do and all that crap. I mean, I've been around good teams and I've been around bad, like bad teams. And we're very average right now because we don't do it every night. And so we'll see how good we can get if we start to do it every night. A lot to get to there. And I'm going to do that in the next segment. First, I want to tell you about this podcast that, I mean, this is right in my wheelhouse. It's a new podcast. It's called Death at the Wing. And it's a sports documentary podcast hosted by Adam McKay, who's the writer and director of The Big Short, Vice, and Anchorman. Now, you know me. I've said it a long time. I'm, I'm an old guy. I'm in, in my late 40s, mid to late 40s. Am I late 40s now? Damn. Yeah, I'm in my late 40s. 80s NBA is my jam. But the 80s, you know, we saw players, Magic, Dr. J, Larry Bird, 
becoming household names. The 80s turned the NBA around, okay? The NBA was reborn in the 80s. But along the way to wealth and stardom, the excess of the 80s took its toll on the next generation of basketball. And never in the history of basketball have we seen so many who are ready to become stars face tragic deaths. We know this from a Celtics perspective with Len Bias. There's, there was a lot. We saw it uh, over and over again. And so McKay is joined by sports journalists and experts who lived through these moments in history, and they explore the overlooked phenomenon uh, and the web of social, political, and cultural forces that are at, at play. This is a must-listen for Celtics fans because this is part of the history. This is stuff that we've touched on in this podcast before, but this is a much deeper, in-depth look at a side of 1980s basketball, which to me is one of the golden eras uh, eras of NBA basketball. So if you love The Last Dance or you know the 30 for 30 shows, I think you're going to love Death at the Wing. Search for Death at the Wing wherever you get your podcasts to start listening. Be sure to follow our social channels, LO Celtics on Twitter and Locked On Celtics on Instagram. Get all the sports news you need in less than 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski gets you updated on all of the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. That's the power of the Locked On Podcast Network. So follow Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So we just heard from Brad Stevens. He's very frustrated. And you heard him. I asked him, what's your role in this? And he does have a role in this. Uh, But I believe in it's on the players, mostly. It's on the coach for sure, because when the players aren't performing, the coach has to get involved. But this is the pros. This is the NBA. Like, this is the big time. If you can't handle it, if you can't be out there as a player, and if you can't get yourself together, then what are you doing out here? This is this is the big time. This isn't hand-holding time. This isn't the college game where coaches are dominant and players are learning. This is the big time. The NBA is the league. The league. Everybody in the world wants to play in the NBA. There are 400 people in this vast world on the entire planet Earth. There are about 400 people that get to play in the NBA. You are the best of the best. Figure yourself out. If you need Brad Stevens to come up with motivational speeches before every game, so you can go out there and play, you do not belong in this league, right? You do not belong in this league. This is the elite. And if the elite need to have their hands held so they can go out there and play hard basketball, then maybe you're not so elite. Maybe you're not as elite as you think. This team has proven time and time and time again that it is 
soft. When they get punched in the mouth, they do not punch back. And I compared it on Boston Sports Journal. You know I'm a big Simpsons fan. This is Homer Simpson as the boxer. This is Homer Simpson figuring out that he can get punched in the face a million times and take a pounding. And then when the other team is tired, when the other the opponent is tired, he can like nudge them over. This is what it is. The Celtics sit there and just say, oh, we're going to take a pounding, and then we'll come back later. At the end, when you're tired, we'll make our comeback. And against bad teams, okay, that's fine. Mediocre teams, average teams, okay, we can do that. But against good teams, when Dredrick Tatum comes out, <laughs> they get pounded. That's what this Celtics team is. And you can say there are multiple reasons. And I believe in the multiple reasons. Like, I do believe this. I I wrote after the game on Boston Sports Journal that this team, it's like watching a nature show. I'm a big nature show guy. I love nature shows. If you watch those enough, there's inevitably this survival of the fittest type of scene where whatever it is, a herd of something, a pack of something, is on the edge of disaster. There's been no food, there's been no water, and you're just this big dramatic moment. Are they going to survive? What's going to happen? And in some of them, they find the oasis. They find a scrap of something to eat. And in some, not so much. And you see the dark side of nature. And this is where the Celtics are in this NBA season. They are at that point where they need water now. They need food now because I don't know how much longer they're going to last this season before it's over. They are out of time. But when you see them out there, when they face adversity and they're just standing around. Now, I like Kemba Walker. A lot of people are down on Kemba Walker. I like Kemba Walker. And I think that he can be part of something here. But I fully admit, obviously, the number, the the contract is a lot. And the the business side and the emotional side and the basketball side are are very close to to being uh, unsustainable. But that aside, Kemba Walker is generally at least working out there. He's generally engaged. But that play that I tweeted out where Ke- where Jalen Brown's on the sideline and he's very clearly falling out of bounds and he's turning and looking and, and Kemba's just standing like at the logo, middle of the court. He doesn't react to Jalen Brown falling out of bounds. He doesn't sit there and be like, oh crap, my teammate's falling out of bounds. I got to go to the ball. I got to bail him out. That's what the Celtics don't do. Not for 48 minutes. They don't bail each other out. What's what's going on here? Are they are they too individual? Are they too caught up in their own things? Is everybody has this chemistry gone from we're all playing together to we're all in it together, but we're not going to play together? Because it very much feels like a my turn your turn thing going on here. And in that play is just the microcosm and in some ways it's unfair to single Kemba out because I'm just looking at the tweets that I'm getting and Kemba's taking a beating on this. But 
frankly, that's that's just a play that he, if I'm if I'm in a film session and I look at Kemba there, like I'm I'm looking at Kemba like, dude, what what the hell are you doing? Go to the ball. And so this type of performance just hammers home how how soft these guys are. And look, I, I come from a different era. I understand this. Like my 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 instinct is to be like somebody somebody hard foul. Where are the hard fouls? But there's no more hard fouls in the NBA. And I've done this before on this podcast. So if you're a regular listener, I apologize for going back to this, but we're still here. I'd love to not talk about this again, but this is the exact same stuff. It's happening again. Why? Where's the guy? Where's the player on this team that's going to step up into somebody's face? Where's the player on this team that's going to push and shove? Where's the player on this team that when Mo Wagner is defending Kristaps Porzingis and Porzingis turns and pivots with his elbow up high and hits Wagner in the face? Hey, by the way, how was that not a foul on Porzingis even after the review? I want to know that. But I'll tell you what, if I'm on that team and my role is role player and Porzingis turns with that elbow up high and he catches my teammate in the face, you know what I'm doing? I'm getting up in Porzingis' face or chest. I don't know. I'm 6'5". Porzingis is seven and a half feet tall, basically. So whatever. But you know what? He weighs as much as I do. I'm getting up in his, in his grill. You don't turn and pivot and throw your elbow up there like that. Not against my teammate. No, 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 no. Keep those elbows to yourself, buddy. Get up there. Get 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 edgy. Get in his face. Let him know. Point a finger. Put put a finger in his chest. Get some double texts. Get separated. Push somebody. Show me that you you care. Show me that you want to defend your teammates. Show me that you want to go into this battle. That's what I want to see, but not this team, not these guys. I focus all the time on their talent, and they have the talent. They have the ability. And, you know, after all of this, they still have the ability. It's, it's there. They can put things together. The talent is there to make a run, and they still can make a run. But I don't know, man. If I'm Grant Williams, you know what I'm doing? I'm saying, you know what? Screw it. I'm an asshole for the rest of this season. You put me in that game, I'm putting an elbow in someone's chest. I'm knocking somebody down. When somebody gets up into my teammate, I'm going to step up. I'm going to throw some weight around. If this, Even if that's not your normal personality, do it. Somebody's got to do it. Someone on this team has to be the bad guy. Someone has to have the edge. This team has no edge. Kemba, I love Kemba, but he's smiley, happy, finesse guy. Jason Tatum, finesse guy. Jalen Brown, a little bit more aggressive, but he's not he's not getting into any fights. And not that I'm advocating for fighting. I, I understand that. I'm not I'm not pushing for anybody to get into a fight. That's not what I'm looking for. But I'm also looking for somebody that's going to, hey, say, hey, let's, you know, if there was, let's go. This is the Jay Crowder effect. Hell, and this is what, this, this might piss me off the most. 
people are in my my mentions talking about Russell Westbrook, and I'm sitting there going like, damn, that's actually a good point. If Russell Westbrook was out there, that dude, if anything, and he's got plenty of flaws, and I'm not really a Westbrook guy, but tell you what, he's got some edge, he's got some attitude, he's going to dunk through some people, he's not going to sit there and take anything. You look at him the wrong way, and he's going to go off. Like, the Celtics just don't have it. The Celtics don't have that guy. They don't. And that's gonna that's their problem. And that is on Danny Ainge. Like, Marcus Smart's supposed to be that guy, but I think Marcus... The, I'll put this quickly here, because I'm running out of time. Marcus Smart can be that guy, but at the same time, we're asking him to be a different person. We're asking him to be more mature, shot selection, keep your emotions in check. You know, the other night when he did that thing where he flung the ball half court, like all of that stuff, all of the stuff that was happening in that game, people were crushing him for it, crushing him. So let me tell you this. If you're one of the people who agrees with me in that rant that I just went on, but also just crushed Marcus Smart, now you see the conundrum. Because Marcus Smart's supposed to be that guy. We're, but we're asking to tame Marcus Smart to not be that guy. Either he is or he isn't. And we're telling him you shouldn't be. Because if you're going to unleash him, it's like the Incredible Hulk. You just got to let him be angry. Right? And just turn into the Hulk and be angry. And accept the consequences. And I want a guy. I want an, I want an instigator. Red Arback loved instigators. Danny Ainge loves instigators. Danny Ainge was a freaking instigator. Every NBA team, a good team to me, needs an edge, needs somebody out there that's willing to like, hey, you know what? No, I'm, I'm not accepting this. And maybe, you, maybe it is a hard foul. I've been an advocate of the hard foul. It's not, you know, you don't want to get flagrant twos and get ejected. You don't want to get flagrants in the wrong situation. But... Sometimes, sometimes a guy's got to feel you. Sometimes somebody out there has got to feel you and know that, hey, this is not going to be easy. But the Celtics want it to be easy, and they let it be easy for other teams. I'm going to take a second here to gather my thoughts, to come back and reevaluate where the Celtics are, maybe a couple of things that the Celtics can do. In the meantime, you should go to Bet Online because they're the fastest, easiest way to place your bets and bet on all of your sports action. Obviously, the NBA is here. College basketball, the tournament's in its home stretch. NHL is in full swing. Baseball is, is opening day is coming. It's like here. And so go to Bet Online. They even cover awards, TV shows, reality, all of that's reality TV, real time updated odds, props, and almost anything that you can imagine. So go to Bet Online. .ag on the web or use your mobile device however you want to do it sign up for free and you'll get a 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on on your first deposit so make your first deposit if it's $500 you get a $250 welcome bonus with the promo code locked on so whatever you feel comfortable with do it and 50% of that on top of it with the promo code locked on they've got you covered for all the news scores and odds it's the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up Bet online, your online sports book experts. Now they do not have odds on Built Bars, Built Bar Madness, 
which I understand. It's an advertising thing. They're not going to put odds on that. But I'm very curious as to who's going to win the Built Bar Madness, and we are down to the championship. It is cookie dough chunk versus coconut brownie chunk. It's chunk versus chunk on BuiltBar.com. Now, we know all of these flavors that were out there were amazing, low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, high-flavor, amazing protein bars covered in 100% chocolate. I know I've been eating them after workouts. I've been eating them as a snack in between breakfast and lunch. It's been great. I think they're fantastic. People bust my balls about how much I push the protein bars, but I buy them with my own money because they're good. So go to BuiltBar.com. If you want to make the choice between cookie dough chunk and coconut brownie chunk, or you want to get one of each, or if you just want to get one of those assorted boxes, use the promo code LOCKED15 at BuiltBar.com to get 15% off your next order. You want to try one and then go back and try the other? Locked 15 gets you 15% off every time you order. So don't worry about it. You're not wasting the promo code. Go to BuiltBar.com and check back. Let's see who wins the Built Bar Bracket Championship. Make sure you're subscribed to Locked On Celtics wherever you get podcasts or follow us on Spotify. You not only want more analysis on the top prospects in the upcoming draft, you need it. You crave it. And so you need the Locked On NBA Draft podcast with scouting reports, rumors, mock drafts, full coverage of March Madness, which is just about ready to wrap up So get the Locked On NBA Draft Podcast four days a week on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. So the Boston Celtics now are the eighth seed and alone in the eighth seed. And so they are pretty close to not even being in the playoffs, which is pretty much unthinkable considering what they were supposed to be. And I never thought that they were going to be in the top tier in the East, but man, I thought they were going to be at the top of that next tier. It's not happening. They are four and eight since the all-star break alone in eighth, three games from missing the playoffs entirely and two games from the fourth seed. So first of all, as I've been saying on this podcast, they are, uh, the East is just tightly packed. The East is just, very, very just messy and anything can happen from four to basically 12 or 13. There are 24 games left. Somehow, still, after everything I just said, there's plenty of time to have these standings change. Now, the Celtics don't have enough time to kind of figure themselves out. Like they, they, they need to start winning now. There's plenty of time for the standings to shake out and, and be different. And maybe Chicago goes from out of the playoffs to the fourth seed. I mean, certainly possible. I'm not going to rule anything out. But maybe the Celtics go up to the fourth seed. Maybe the Celtics fall completely out. 
So right now we got Charlotte at 24 and 22 in the fourth seed, and you've got Chicago at 19 and 27 in the 10th seed. So Chicago's in the play-on tournament. The Celtics are in the play-on tournament right now. They would play Atlanta. Atlanta's ahead of Boston by a half a game. So bottom line is, it's a very tightly packed situation. The Celtics can figure their way out of this, but they're out of time to be playing around with process. We talk about Kaizen, Jam Packard, former co-host here on this podcast, now on The Athletic, talks about Kaizen process over results all the time. There's no time for process over results anymore. This is time for results. The Boston Celtics need results now. So how do they get results now? One thing is very clear to me, extraordinarily clear. When Kemba plays well, the team plays well. So forget about Tatum going off early. Forget about Jalen Brown going off early. They're good enough to figure it out. They're good enough to find their rhythm. Everybody needs to get on board with this. Kemba Walker is the priority. Offensively, Kemba gets going first. Kemba eats first. It has to happen this way. So if Robert Williams is going to be the starter after yesterday's conversation, and he was out with a non-COVID illness, if Robert Williams is going to be the starter, pick and roll with Kemba. Pick and roll with Kemba and roll hard, and either Kemba's going to find you for the alley-oop or Kemba's going to live in the wake of that and hit pull-ups or get to the rim. And then when the defense collapses, then Tatum and Brown get their chance to eat. And Tatum and Brown will be the closers. Tatum and Brown are the best players. But Kemba eats first. Has to be that way. Everybody needs to be on board with this. That's it. This game turned when Kemba started hitting shots. Kemba was like two for nine in the first two and a half quarters. Then he hit that shot where the Celtics outscored. At that point, he hit a shot that um, it was about eight and a half minutes to go. And he was able to score 16 points in the final Uh, what was that? 16 minutes, 16 and a half minutes. Celtics outscored, uh, Dallas by like 16 in that stretch, whatever the number is. Kemba getting going coincided with Jalen Brown getting going with Jason Tatum getting going, but it started with Kemba just at this point, you got to make a choice. Really? Honestly, the Celtics have to make a choice. Does it come down from on high that, that, the Celtics are no longer interested in going for it now. Just say, forget it. We're going we're gonna to shut down Kemba. We're going to play the Jays like 25 minutes a game, and that's it. And everyone else, the, the, the young guys and the new guys are going to get their minutes, and you're going to tank? Then fine. You can tank, fall out of the play-in. Very easy to fall out of the play-in. Enter the draft lottery, get a good chance, fall into the middle of the, you know, the top 10 somewhere, and fine. That's not. I don't think that's what the Celtics are going to do. And I don't think Brad Stevens wants to do that at all. So how do you get out of this? 
Everybody's got to be on the same page. Kemba eats first. When Kemba gets going, everyone else gets going. So Tristan Thompson, and this is the other thing, circumstances are a problem. I get it. Um, I've, I've been one of the people. Like, I don't believe that saying circumstances are a problem or is an excuse because saying that removes context, and I, I'm a big believer in context. I love context. If you just say, well, that's just an excuse, well, then you're not paying attention. Because it does matter. The Celtics being injured like this and, and the worst impacted uh, COVID team, that matters 100%. Like Tatum being you know, still recovering from COVID is, is going to be that, – that's a problem. And the Celtics still not having Tristan Thompson and still not having Romeo Langford is a problem. And so in, so much of what I think about this team, what, what they can be has been theoretical up until this point, but there's no more time for theoretical stuff. So I would love to see, okay, maybe Kemba and Tristan Thompson can be a good pick and roll tandem. When has that been possible? Kemba missed the first part of the season. The second part of the season, when they were together, it was double big, so there's no spacing, no room for him to drive. And then, now that there's no double bigs, Tristan Thompson's been sick. So, we haven't seen any of what we thought this might be, which sucks. And maybe you just chalk it up. Like, maybe you just say, hey, this is what it is. Like, going back to the nature show thing. Sometimes, no matter how hard an animal hunts and how good it is at hunting, the circumstances might say, you know what? You're not eating, buddy. And this is the cold, hard fact. Natural selection has decided that you, sir, are not going to survive. And maybe the circumstances of this season have simply determined that the Celtics are not going to survive this season. That may just simply be it. That Tristan Thompson's not going to get back in time or be healthy enough in time. And Robert Williams didn't get the right opportunity because of the way that the roster was constructed. And the short turnaround was what it was. And the, it hurt personnel decisions and Kemba Walker's return. And Tatum getting COVID hurt him. And the way this roster constru- was constructed put a lot of pressure on Tatum and Brown to be offensive uh, maniacs and have to sacrifice their defense to some degree because playing as much as they do, they only have so much energy, blah, 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 blah. Like all of that stuff, that's real stuff. And maybe that just all conspires to say, sorry, Boston, you just was never going to be in the cards for you. Sometimes circumstances determine your fate. As much as you hate to say it and as hard as you work to prevent that being the case, sometimes circumstances decide your fate. But for now, the Celtics still have the opportunity to push forward. And so Marcus Smart and Robert Williams may be coming off the bench. And if Tristan Thompson gets back, maybe he can be the Kemba Walker pick and roll partner. And he can catch lobs that he lays in. And Smart and Rob off the bench terrorize bench units. And hey, Evan Fournier, welcome to Boston. Shoot the ball. That's why they got you. 
six shots against Dallas is not acceptable. And you're new. And so, yeah, that's fine. You're trying to get acclimated. But just letting you know, shoot the ball. You're not here to take six shots. You're not here to take one less shot than Luke Cornett. You know? You're not here to take half as many shots as Marcus Smart. You're here to be Evan Fournier, shoot the ball, si vous play. Okay? So get Kemba going early. Get him a pick and roll partner. And just let's do this. Because I'm tired of waiting. And there's no more time to wait. You're either going to do this or you're not, Boston Celtics. You're either going to do it or you're not. And all of this talk is meaningless. You're either going to do it or you're not. All right. (laughs) The Boston Celtics now move on. Luckily, the Houston Rockets are next, which is like exactly what this team needed. The Houston Rockets on Friday night. I'm not doing a podcast after that game. I will do my podcast after the Charlotte Hornets game, which is going to be an interesting one. But look, they have five more games in this homestand. Houston on Friday, Charlotte on Sunday, Philly on Tuesday, the Knicks on Wednesday, Minnesota on Friday. The Celtics need to win. They need to win at least four of these games. They might need to win all five. Like, they need to... Because... The next three games (laughs) on the road, Sunday afternoon in Portland, in Denver, Tuesday night in Portland, Thursday night in LA against the Lakers. And by the way, that Lakers game might be the return of LeBron and Anthony Davis. So you need to close this homestand out with wins. Like you need to find a way because. That road trip's going to be a monster. And when you come back, it's Golden State, Chicago, and Phoenix. Golden State's no joke. Chicago got better. Phoenix is good. Then you go back-to-back to Brooklyn. Then you go to Charlotte. OKC, Charlotte, San Antonio. The rest of the month is no gimme. This, you got to do it now. If you don't win these four or five of these next five games, then it's over. Goodbye. Good night. Welcome to the lottery. Like that's going to, or the plan, which might be worse. That must suck hearing it from me because I'm Mr. Positivity, but this is where we are. I, I give it to you the way I see it. And this is how I see it. So if you're new, (laughs) welcome aboard. This has been a very long podcast. I hope you enjoy the podcast uh, and subscribe so you can get it directly to your device Monday through Friday. It's a free podcast. The only thing that I want from you, the only payment that I ask, is that you rate the show five stars and write a good written review. You know, I just found out uh, earlier on Wednesday that this show has a ton of good ratings and reviews. More like it's, it's an outlier with how many good ratings and reviews that this show has, which is amazing to me. And so that helps make this show. It's the number one Boston Celtics podcast in the world, and this is why. So if you haven't done it yet, please do add your voice to the mix and share the podcast. Tell your friends that they should be listening to the Lockdown Celtics podcast here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. 
you for making Locked On Celtics the number one Boston Celtics podcast on the planet. 